Check, 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 check. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to In Killing Color. This is episode number 36. Now, I know I've been gone for about two weeks because guess what? I was tired and I wasn't in the mood to record. So, guess what? I didn't do that. <laughs> but I'm back and I'm coming back with a story that I promised myself and a lot of people that I would talk about for a while and I haven't just because I kind of wasn't even mentally ready to talk about it. But at this point, I am. So today, episode number 36, we're going to talk about one of the closest people I had in my life, someone that I could count on for everything all the time, my friend, Brittany Michelle Davis. A lot of you do not know who Brittany is, but a lot of me and my friends and family, we do. So by the end of this episode, you will know about Brittany, you will know about what happened to her, and you will know about the piece of shit that did it to her. Let's get to it. These are their stories. Okay, so we can rewind back to maybe 2007. I was a office manager at a strip club and there was a girl there that was a bottle girl and her name was Brittany. And we instantly connected. Brittany was several years younger than me, at least eight, but we were just really cool. Um, we loved movies. One of our favorite things was to like quote movies to each other and just go back and forth and say a movie. She would randomly text me a movie line and I would respond to, and it was just weird. like, we just had a really good friendship. She would be available whenever I needed her. We would just go kick it. We would have a good time. I remember when I was pregnant with my second son, she took me and my oldest child on a baby moon and we went to Hilton Head and we stayed in this nice resort and she doted on me and made me feel special. And it was just great. Like, I love me some Brittany. Okay. I really did. So Brittany was in the restaurant industry. And so she was a GM for this one chain of restaurants. I'm not, obviously I'm not going to mention that, but she was the GM for this restaurant. And she used to live in D.C. And I remember she told me, she was like, hey, I have a new friend. And I was like, oh, who's the friend? And she was like, I don't want to tell you just yet. And I was like, okay, girl, you know, whatever. I ain't about to press you to tell me who your man is. But I knew that he was coming in town to see her. And he was, you know, buying her nice things, whatever. And she seemed happy. So if my friend seems happy, I'm going to be happy for her because that's what friends do. So we're going to fast forward another year or so. And this is, I'm saying that when I say a year or so, this is probably like 2018, 17, 2018. So she started hanging out with this man, going on trips, doing this, this, and the third. And then she ended up getting another job and she moved to Texas. Now, when she got to Texas, she was still telling me about this guy, but it was kind of like, eh, whatever. So then she came to Charlotte to come visit me. And then when she came over, she was telling me, hey, I'm about to move back. You know, I'm about to 
do another job at the restaurant. You know, cool. Like whatever in the restaurant industry, you move around a lot. It is what it is. So she came over and we were just having a conversation. And then she decided to actually tell me about this man. And this man was 42 year old Michael Lee Wilkerson. Now, when she told me about him, she was like, you know, he's older because I know Brittany liked older men. Okay, nothing wrong with that. And the thing she kept from me for a while, why she didn't want to tell me about him was because he was married. Okay, she didn't want to tell me that because I was married and she didn't want me to feel any type of way. Hey, I get it. But at the end of the day, this is your life, his life and his wife's problem. I got my own shit to worry about. Feel me? So we talk about that. We chill. Some days I'm talking to her on the phone while she's gone. He's in the background. Hey, Kendra, da, da, da. Okay, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? So one day, let's fast forward again to July of 2019. So she's like, hey, are you at home? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. She's like, well, we're going to come visit. I got Michael with me. I said, okay, bet. Finally, I get to meet the man. So they come over. She comes to the door and I'm like, hey, girl, da, da, da. She was like, hey, da, da, da. This is Michael. Michael is a 42-year-old, over six feet tall, Asian and, bl- and white male. It's not a, he's not a looker. He's none of that. But he seemed to be really, really nice. But his niceness was a little bit off-putting because he was too fucking nice. Oh, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Okay. At the time, I was just like, oh, girl, you got you a little simp. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was cool. They said that they were getting ready to go out of town for the 4th of July, go to Greenville, South Carolina, and it was cool. I said, okay. All right. We stayed and chatted for a little while. I went to work, and they left. Now, I didn't even notice it until later, but I, you know, I used to talk to Brittany every day, literally every day. If we weren't texting, we were on Facebook, we were on Instagram, we were on Twitter, or we were FaceTiming every single day. So I noticed that the conversation started to get a little bit less and I was like, okay, well, you know, she's loving on her man. It is what it is. I, I can't blame you because everybody does the same thing. So later on that summer, probably about July, August, she's like, yeah, we're going to Puerto Rico, going to hang out. It's like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Have fun in Puerto Rico. Get to Puerto Rico. Another one of our homegirls meets her there, hangs out. She comes back and has a terrible story about what happened and the interaction between her and Michael. Like a terrible interaction. Like she came back like, I don't know about that man. Something ain't right. And you know, we probably could have picked up on it then, but we did not. So let's fast forward to September of 2019. I hosted a pop-up shop and she told me she was in town. And this was September 21st, 2019. I will never forget that date because... That was the very last day I ever saw or heard from Brittany ever again. So she comes to the pop-up shop, her and Michael. Everybody's there. She speaks to everybody. They buy some things. They hang out. She's like, yeah, we're about to head back to Greenville because that's where they were staying. And she was like, okay, you know, love you. See you later, boo. All right. Now, here we go. End of the year. Didn't talk to her much, but I just figured, you know, she was doing her thing I heard other people had spoken to her so I was like okay cool then I know she's okay <laughs> then comes New Year's and I'm like I, I ain't damn heard from Brittany hmm, this is weird but there was still interactions on my Facebook account from her so I just was like maybe 
you know, I just wrote it off. So come March of 2020, I'm on Facebook one day and I start getting like a barrage of text messages and it's a screenshot of a missing flyer and my friend Brittany is on the missing flyer. And I'm like, is this a joke? Like this, <laughs> this has to be a fucking joke. There's no way my friend is missing. Missing? What do you mean? I just spoke to her. So when I say I just spoke to her, two days prior, I had posted something on Facebook about a funny story. And then one of my friends added her and was like, hey, remember this? And I was like, hey, it's so funny, funny, funny. And then I get a random text message from her. And it was like, hey, girl, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, just left the tattoo shop, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, let me see. And I was like, well, as soon as I get home, I'll show it to you because I have it covered up. And she was like, OK, girl, love you, girl. Kiss the boy for me. I said, OK. And I wasn't even really thinking about the cadence and the way the text was presented, because that's not what that's not how we spoke to each other. But I didn't pay attention to that. In hindsight, it was definitely 2020. So I got a couple more text messages after that. And then it just went radio silent. And then here comes the missing flyer. So once the missing flyer goes out, everybody is in like a uproar. Like, what the fuck? Because people are hitting me up like, is she, is this for real? Like, we know Brittany will get low and get ghosts on somebody and come back real quick. And we're like, this, this has to be a joke. This is, this is not true. So me and two of my other homegirls, we get in the group chat because we're all, all three of us were very close to her. And we're like, hey, we need to... We need to find our friend. What's that? What the fuck is going on? So me and all my friends that we were cool with her, we started a group chat and we're like, hey, something's not right. We need to figure out what's going on because we do not know. I don't know what's up. So we decide to it is bad. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. We decide to try to get into her social media to see what's up. So her Facebook is completely gone. Her Twitter is gone. And her Instagram is gone. However, that same day, when we searched for her page on Instagram, it was not there. But then maybe two or three hours after the missing flyer went up, her username popped back up. But it was private. And it was only following like two people and it had no posts. And then we looked at the account creation date and it said March 2020. Now, you know, that ain't it. It's not it. So the antennas went up. So we decide to try to get into her email. And we're like, let's find her email. Let's find an email. Let's find the email that was attached to this account to create it. So we tried to log into it. And it came up with another email that we know for a fact was not hers. This email was like Brittany Davis 43 or some shit. Her email and everybody who knows it was cheer girl seven because she was a cheerleader when she was growing up cheer girl seven so since cheer girl seven was not there okay now it's getting interesting so we essentially hacked her email and got into it now once we got into that email that's when things started getting really really fucking interesting because we get into the email and we're seeing uber receipts we're seeing emails we're seeing documentation about a rental property we're seeing all these things and it's like while we're reading these emails, they don't make any sense because everybody has certain friends that they know how these friends talk, their dictation, the way they spell, 
punctuation, everything, especially when you've been talking to him for years. None of that shit was the same. The phrases she was using, the, it just was not adding up. So what we did see was an Uber from this place called Racks and Bones, which is a strip club slash restaurant in Greenville. We saw that on February the 12th, on 2020, February 12th, there was an Uber from Racks and Ribs, Racks and whatever, to the house where her and Michael were staying. And that was the last activity. And according to the police, that was the last time Brittany was ever seen alive was February the 12th, 2020. So with that being said, in the email, there was a shit ton of conversations between supposedly Brittany and Michael after February the 12th. There was a breakup email. We took that email, took all the words, put it in Google and found that it said perfect breakup letter. Boop. Same fucking words. Same words. So now we're like, this is him. He's emailing himself pretending to be Brittany. I was like, have y'all gotten any text messages around that time, around that March, February, March time? They were like, yeah, we all were getting email texts from this person. We were getting comments on social media from this person acting like it was our fucking friend. So since... They tried to get the phone records the best they could. They found our phone numbers and the detective reached out to us, reached out to all of us individually. And we were at that point part of the investigation because, hey, we had hacked this stuff. We did what fuck we supposed to do. Hey, this is what we found. This is what you need to see. Obviously, y'all wasn't doing it. So here's this. This is for our friend. Find our friend. So we found got all this information, got with the detectives. We were looking at land records that Michael owned with his wife. So we found all these properties and we're like, well, I wonder, is she here? Wonder, is she here? Some of the properties were close enough to us that, hey, we thought about even driving out there to see because these part, these places were filled with trees and forests around. So, hey, her at this point, we're pretty sure that she's dead at this point. We're sure. But we don't know. We're keeping hope alive because that's our fucking friend. Like, we don't want this to be happening. So months go by. We're still trying our best to keep good spirits and keep things going and look for information. But there's nothing. But then one day we're on Twitter. And the information is on Brittany's brother's page on Twitter. And we're looking and we see a lady that responds back and says, hey, this guy hit me up on Twitter the other day. It did what? He hit her up on Twitter and then he found her on Tinder. And she says that he reached out to her and was requesting to do a lot of disgusting things to her. And she said, I don't want to do it. That's gross. And she blocked him. So we found the girl. We spoke to the girl and she said, yeah, he came at me. He was very gross and just extra with the things he wanted to do to me. And I really was not with it. We said, okay. A couple months later, we find another girl in that same Twitter thread that said, hey, I met this man too. But the difference between this and her was that she actually met him and he was actually spending money and time with her. And the whole time people were like, 
we were like, well, hey, did he give you any gifts or anything? She was like, yeah. He gave me some shoes. He gave me a couple handbags and he gave me an iPad. Now, I have locations on my friends on my phone. And it was like, I wonder, is that some of Britney's stuff? Because when she got it, the iPad was not brand new. It was used. He said, oh, I just reset it. It was an old one that I had, so I just reset it. You can have it. Okay. Y'all know exactly where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going. So we are doing our inspector gadget, inspector gadget shit, because at this point, it's been six months. Nobody's heard from Brittany. Her family's not heard from Brittany, but there's been social media email activity of Brittany from her account. What? is fucking happening so we're gonna fast forward all the way to august of 2021 nobody's heard anything from britney we haven't heard from the detective we haven't heard shit shit and shit and everybody at this point is just like well if she's not if she's dead just let us know like we we would just like to know the detective is not telling us anything because they can't because it's an ongoing investigation but they continually still call us to check on us to see how we're doing and if we have any if we've come up with anything the fact that they're using us to come up with some shit all right all right well so august 2021 i'm at my bartending job and i get a call and the call is from the detective and she says hey kendra i just um i hate to be the one to tell you this but I am on my way to Beaufort, Georgia to go pick up Michael. We have a warrant. We're picking him up because he has been charged with Brittany's death. And I was just like, I, I, w- I couldn't say that I was like shocked because at this point we knew she was not with us anymore. But it was just like, really, Michael? Really? Really? So not only did you unalive my friend, you went on with your life for a full year living 10 miles away from where her remains were found, which I might add, was only her skull. So the remainder of where my friend's body is, is still unknown to this day. A skull for my friend was found on the side of the highway. And once he got arrested from a traffic stop, they found out that On the day of February 12th, when she supposedly went missing, he takes her car, her debit card, and goes to Home Depot. And guess what he buys? I don't know. Guess what he bought, y'all? Trash bags, cleaning solution, zip ties. With her fucking debit card. (laughs) Like, I am like, when I read that, I I was just kind of like, I, I can't believe this is actually fucking happening. I can't believe this is happening. So for one full year, this man tried to rekindle his marriage with his wife. 
He was picking up prostitutes. He was texting all of her friends and family, using her social media, all trying to keep up the farce that she was actually alive still, when in fact she was not. This case is still actually going on because in February of 2022, he was requesting bail. And so he went to a bond hearing. And of course, the, the detective called me, had me reiterate some information that I gave and then was like, OK, I don't think he's going to get it. But we, you never know these days. So, of course, he did not get bond. He didn't. OK, great. So now he's still in jail in Greenville, South Carolina. And he's not talking. He's not saying nothing. So now nobody knows what happened to her. Nobody knows why he did it. All we know is that our friend was missing for a year. And we thought she was missing when the whole time she was actually dead. And the fact that her head skull at this point was found on the side of the highway on the side of the highway where the fuck is the rest of her body people always wondered why and how I even got into true crime and this particular situation amongst others but this one in particular is what sent me over the edge into getting to true crime because out of all the people who will go missing and all the people who are unalived in this this and this this was my friend. The news did not talk about my friend. The national coverage did not talk about my friend. Nobody talked about my friend. But I'm going to talk about my friend because she's not here. Because this disgusting piece of shit took her life for whatever reason he felt like it. So until he gets charged fully sentenced and goes to jail I'm going to continue to talk about my friend because she did not deserve what he did to her her family did not deserve what he did to them and all of us friends did not deserve what he did to her either obviously this case is a little bit different and close and dear to me because I'm involved in it Shit, I might not even supposed to be talking about it, but guess what the fuck I'm going to do? Talk about it. Because ain't nobody else talking about it. We still talking about this bullshit from other people from 12, 13, 14 years ago. This happening right now. This is my friend that's missing right now. This is my friend that was found dead right now. So I'm going to talk about it. Until I can't fucking talk about it no more. And then once the case goes to trial and these court papers come out, I'm going to talk about this motherfucker again. Because I'm going to find out all the details and I'm going to talk about it again. Because black women deserved to be having their stories told when it comes to this, because it seems nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about the plight of black women being missing and kidnapped and murdered. Nobody. But in Killing Color, we're going to do that, especially for Brittany Michelle Davis. That's exactly what we're going to do. So I'll be back. With another episode, but I won't be talking about Brittany again until the case and trial is over. Hope y'all appreciated the episode today. It's a little different, but hey, this is what it is. 
Follow me on all social media in Killing Color. Listen to me on Dystopia or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me everywhere because I'm online every day and I like to kick it. <laughs> okay? So I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.